Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. We're going to fix your achy, breaky heart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look at that other one. Tell him, say, I know you've been through some things. And I know your heart's got a few issues. Tell him, but today, we're going to fix your achy, breaky heart. Good morning, Harvest. Y'all ready for the word today? We welcome those at every campus, those here at the Aurora campus, those joining us on the internet campus. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message Remain standing, if you will. Go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. We've been in our summer concert series. Haven't you been enjoying it so far? Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 23. Uh, we're going to read it first in the New King James Version, and then I'm going to have us to look at it in the Amplified Version. You got it? If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. I'll wait on you. Amen, because my heart is right. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I want you to read it with me. And I want you to read it like you're preaching. Everybody likes to criticize things, so I want you to read it. If you was to preach, I want to hear how you'd preach it to me. You got it? So preach it to me. One, two, ready, preach. Keep your heart That's good. That's good. That's about right for Denver preachers. That's about right right there. Let, let me give you the layman's translation. If you don't get your heart right, your life is going to be a mess. Now, let me read it to you in the Amplified version. Amplified says, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance. And above all that you guard, meaning more than your money, more than your house, more than, more than that. It, it says, for out of it flow the springs of life. Father, today we are all standing here as people that have been through some things. Father, we are people that have been lied on, people that have been betrayed, people that 
have been treated poorly, people that have been misunderstood. We've all had some issues that have happened to us in life, but I pray today, Father, that we would not allow those issues to mess up our hearts. And so, Father, I pray that for every individual in this place today, God, and everybody under the sound of my voice, Taylor, make this message to speak to the issues of our heart. Heal our hearts today. God, I wish I had a church in here. Heal our hearts today, God, from all of the pain, from all of the bitterness, from all of the resentment, from all of the issues. Heal our hearts today so that we don't have to do like Billy Ray said and go try to kill nobody. No, 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 no. And, and maybe not physically, but maybe with our words. Father, heal our achy, breaky hearts today. I said today. I said today. God, there's no faith in this room yet. I said today. I said today. I, uh, somebody walked in here with something on your back that ain't walking out of here with you. Somebody walked in here feeling depressed about something that ain't walking out of here with you. He's going to heal your achy, breaky heart. When? Today. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Would you have five, two, or three people as you take your seats and say, achy, breaky heart, achy. Yeah. You know that in our summer concert series, we've been taking some popular and well-known songs in our culture and extracting spiritual principles from them that can improve our lives. Now, I want to ask this. I've already alluded to it, but I want to ask this. Anybody in here, and put your hand up so I'll know it's you. Anybody in here ever been hurt? Okay. Anybody been lied on? Anybody currently being lied on? Huh? Anybody have been betrayed? And now, you know, betrayal happens from people that you trusted because you can't be betrayed by an enemy. You can only be betrayed by someone you thought that was for you. Mm -hmm. You expect an enemy to be against you. You just didn't expect Judas to be against you. Cause, mm -hmm. Anybody ever been deceived? Anybody, huh? Anybody ever been uh, uh, walked out on mm -hmm. it, uh, with no communication? They just fell off the face of the planet and just you were supposed to figure out what that meant. Okay, now, now watch this. Thank you. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Life all deals us hands that can cause our hearts to become achy and breaky. <laughs> Listen, what does that mean? You got issues. Can I submit to you that the person you're sitting next to really isn't the person you're sitting next to? The person you're sitting next to is a collection of a bunch of pain that's happened to them. And so while they look really nice on the outside, this is really what you're dealing with. What you're really dealing with is something that happened to them 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, you're dealing with a bunch of stuff that took place before. And so while you're talking to them, uh, you, you, you sometimes get befuddled because you're trying to figure out, is this conversation what it's about? Because it doesn't seem like it's what it's about. It seems like it's about something else. Uh, we were talking about why you didn't clean up the kitchen, but it's seeming that we're talking about something totally different. Maybe it's because there's some achy, breaky issues that are on the inside of you that we're really dealing with can I submit to you that the person you're sitting next to has got some issues and the good news about that is that if the person sitting next to you if there's another person sitting next to you that means that then you too then have some so before you look at that person be like see I hope you're listening today you better be taking good notes there's somebody sitting next to you so you got some issues too touch your neighbor and say you got some issues too you got some issues too now, 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 watch this. Watch this. What's an issue, Bishop? A bishop uh, an issue is any pain from the past that was never supposed to come to the present. Any pain from the past that was never supposed to come into your present. Uh, one of the big issues that people have is that they misuse their past. 
Mr. What do you mean? People have this thing of, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. I'm not going back. But the truth of the matter is, is there's some good stuff that you may have left in a bad situation. Like your ability to love, your ability to trust, your ability to care for people. Your, some, some, sometimes you got to understand that with our past, what we want to forget is the pain, but we do want to remember the lesson. Are you still here? Now, no, no, watch this. Uh, it's any pain from the past that was never supposed to come into your present. Why, Bishop? Because every step you take in life will be away from pain, even if it's the step in the direction you need to go. Okay, when a person's going through physical therapy, if they had some kind of issue with a part of their body and they're going through physical therapy and they're, and they're going through the process of learning to use a particular limb or a part of their body that they've not used before, uh, that process of physical therapy is painful, but it's necessary if they want to walk. You didn't hear what I just said. Now, 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 look at this. Let me tell you this. An issue uh, is heavy. Say heavy. Watch this. And issues normally are the same roadblocks Every time you get ready to make progress in your life, it's the same roadblock. It shows up in a different time, with a different face, with a different look, but at the end of the day, it's the same roadblock. Now, now, there's four things we do to issues. We're going to get in this today, and you're going to shout real good in a little bit, but I want to make sure that we get the message today. Watch this. There's four things you do with your issues. The first thing is you either repeat them, you deny them, you spiritualize them, or you conquer them. I'm going to give you four again. Uh, we repeat them. Listen to me. Just because you've doing it for so long, been doing something in your life for so long doesn't mean it's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, just because you had a certain recipe to make fried chicken don't mean it tastes good. Now, I know that's the truth. My goodness. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Right? Just because you drive to work a certain way doesn't mean that's the right way to drive. It doesn't mean that that's the best way to drive. It just means that's what you become accustomed to. And the issue that many Christians have is that many Christians don't want to get out of a place called comfort. But because of their refusal to get out of a place called comfort, they never reach a destination called purpose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, so the so first thing most people do uh, uh, is, is with issues is they repeat them. You just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And if you can even look at their lives and say, you know what? The truth of the matter is, is you've not really progressed in life. You've just aged. One of the most, one of the most, uh, 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 I don't want to use that word. One of the most uh, poignant of indictments that can be made against an individual is that the only thing they've done is age, but they've not progressed. They're the same version they were when they were 13 as when they're 47. It's real quiet in here. Told you we're going to fix your achy, breaky heart today. But we got to dig. Touch your neighbor and say, we got to dig. What we're doing today is the excavation process. I got to dig deep. But if I don't dig deep enough, then you'll leave inspired but not informed. So I got to dig deep so that we can actually accomplish something rather than you just leaving church saying, that's so I show feel good. I don't just need you to feel good. I need you to change so your life can be good. I wish I had somebody in here. Just your neighbor say, I'm not going to repeat my issues. I'm not going to repeat them. Okay, but then people deny them. You know people that deny their issues. They play the blame game. It's always somebody else. It's never, ever, ever them. Ever. You can say, listen, I have a photograph of you doing X, Y, Z. You sign your name next to the photograph. You then place your social security number and your date of birth on the piece of paper. 
You then did a video confession. Now, you'd mean to tell me you didn't do that? No. But let me tell you, or, or they'll either just lie about it or they'll say, but let me tell you why I did, though. So it's never just accepting responsibility. It's always, well, here's why I did it. Well, if you always have to explain the why, can I suggest to you that you've not matured to a place to where you can accept the responsibility for the what? Sometimes it doesn't matter why if your what was wrong. Okay, touch the neighbor and say, we're digging today. We're, we're, we're digging today. So, 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 so you can deny those issues. Remember, guard your heart above all because out of it flow the issues of life. So many people de- deny those issues. Well, that's not me. That's, that, it just seems like all the people I'm around. Well, what does that say about you? You know, if, if my family didn't do this to me. Well, well, listen, you know what? That's Okay, that's over and done with. How many years are you going to be talking about what they did to you? Next thing people do is they spiritualize their issues. They spiritualize it. They make it spiritual. This was part of God's plan. Can I suggest to you that everything that happens is not God's plan? Because then if everything that happens is God's plan, then why do you lock your doors? Because somebody wants to come in your house and steal your stuff, that's God's plan. So you locking your doors ain't going to stop his plan. You see how ridiculous that line of thing? Well, God is in control of what? He's in control of what he's controlling. The word sovereign means that he's the supreme ruler. That does not mean he rules you. That's where there's a difference between God being your Lord and him being your Savior. A lot of people want him to be Savior. They just don't want him to be Lord because Lord means he runs the show. Which means when he says jump, your response is, I don't feel like, no, how high? When, when he's Lord, when he says shut your mouth, then you say, yes, sir. Now, y'all don't want to hear this, but that's fine. I'm just trying to help you get your issues fixed. Because you got some. Even those of you sitting here looking at me with a religious pontification on your faces... Oh, you're the ones with the most issues because you don't think you have any. So, so but then people spiritualize their issues. Oh, that, I, that needed to happen. Did it? There's some stuff God could have just taught you. There's some stuff you didn't need to go through a seven-year struggle for. But sometimes God understands that, well, since you won't listen, then sometimes God says, well, then I can show you. Sometimes better than I can tell you. Anybody have been shown something that God tried? You're like, God tried to tell me that the whole time. I just wasn't listening, and so he had to just show me. And when God plays show and tell, he <laughs> I normally got a little, little sting on it. You ever met somebody spiritualizing their issues? People just don't understand me because I'm anointed. God's favors on my life. So that's why you can't be on time? Because you're anointed? People just don't understand my anointing. That's why when they said lift your hands, I ain't lifting my hands. That's what God's favor looks like. Well, then I don't want that. I just, but I didn't, I just, but I don't want that then. Doesn't ever say, don't spiritualize your issues. God, here's what they'll say. God made me this way. He made you mean and nasty and curt and cantankerous and a gossip and a liar. He made that? We're digging. Now, I promise you, I'm going to shout you in a moment. I just got to dig. It's got to get nasty before it gets clear. You understand what I'm saying? Tessa Davis says, it's going to get good in just a minute. 
And then here's what we're going to do today. People conquer their issues. If you are not conquering your issues, by default, you are being conquered by them. And I think there's some people in this place today that said, I have wasted enough time in my life dealing with these same issues over and over and over again. I'm ready to, if the book says I'm more than a conqueror, then I want to be more than a conqueror, not just with a new house, not just with a new car, not just with a relationship, but I want to conquer my issues. I'm sick and tired of the same issue over and over and somebody say not anymore not anymore not anymore I gotta conquer this thing but you can't conquer what you don't know where it is in the first place this is what happens for many Christians they get excited I'm, I'm doing something this is my year this is my year to do what <laughs> it's my time it's my time I'm reaping what I've sown do you know what you've sown So let's look at this. Let's look at this. Okay. And we're going to dig just a little bit more. Okay. All right. Say, Lord, Lord thank, you thank you for healing my issues. Now look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Let's look at this. Let's ask this question. The scripture says in Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Now look at this. What is the heart? Uh, in the Old Testament, which would be Hebrew, it is the word lab. Listen to what it means. Feelings. Your will. Your intellect. Your motives. Watch this. Your well. Your wisdom, the origin of courage. Now, that's too many, and I know my note takers, even the ones that try to do shorthand, that's too much. So you just got to get tape or the CD. Now, look at this. Look at this. It means, so, so when he says, guard your heart, here's what he's saying. Watch your feelings. Watch your will. Watch your intellect. Watch your motives. Watch your well. Well is a well. It's a storage place for what? Stuff that's fallen. Watch your wisdom. What, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. You can be smart but not be wise. Conversely, you can be wise but not be smart. You find what I'm saying? You ever met somebody that just had the gift of gab? They can walk in a room and not know nothing about nothing. And by the time they finish talking, you're saying, my goodness, they show no everything there is, no about everything. And then, <laughs> and then it says, watch this, the origin of courage. So, so let's read the verse then. Put it up, Proverbs 4.23. Let's read the verse then with an understanding of what it really says. Put the verse there. There it is. So keep your feelings, your will, your intellect, your motives, your well, your wisdom, and the origin of your courage with all diligence. Because if you don't, that's where the issues of life spring forth from. Every issue you've got, can I suggest to you, maybe didn't come from the devil. Okay, now, now I, I want to walk us through this. I want to walk us through this. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, when you think of your heart, so we understand what it means now, okay? So people say, well, I had it in here, but I didn't have it in here. Okay, that's just foolishness. That's just somebody I can't read, okay? Uh, okay, heart, this, this pumps blood. There's no emotion here. There's no feeling here. That all comes from here. Do you understand that? 
Everybody understand what I'm saying? Okay, so don't, when somebody at work says, you know what, I just feel it in my heart, but I didn't get it in... You just say, you're unlearned. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so just because there's no... This is the muscle that pumps blood. This is your heart from the scripture. Do you understand this? Okay, now watch this. It literally means it's like a private quarters. Now think of your private quarters like your bedroom. Now how many people know, people can come on your house, they can go in your kitchen, they can go in your study, they can go in your bathroom, you let them do all that. But there's one door that I don't care what part of the country you grew up in, there's one door that gets shut when the doorbell rings. I wish I had a witness here. What, what door is that? Your bedroom door. You know why? Because your bedroom is like your private quarters. And that's literally uh, 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 what this word, when you look at the totality of the word, it literally means private quarters. So watch this. People can enter your home, but your bedroom is like your private quarters. You can go in my kitchen. You can get you something to eat. You can go use the restroom. You can go on the study. You can get on the internet. You can get on the Wi-Fi. But do not open that door. And here's what happens in many people's lives. People move into your life, and then they leave your life, but they leave their bags. Watch this. Not in the kitchen. You let them in the bedroom. So now they've left your life, but they left their bags in your private quarters, in your mind. And so now they're long gone, but you're still dealing with the issues of rejection that they left you with. They're long gone, but you're still dealing with the issues of insecurity that they left you with. Because you let them, not in your kitchen, not in your study, but you let them in your heart. And so, and so now... So now people have left your life, but they left their baggage in your life. And you sitting here not only with your own baggage, <laughs> now you got all these other folks' baggage. You married, but the truth is, is you still, y'all, 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 you married, but the truth is, you still got Keisha in your bag, you still... You, you still got uh, 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 Susan Nims issues in your bag. You got Guadalupe's issues in your bag. You got Quan Lee's issues in your bag. You, you, you got Kelsey's Nim issues in your bag. Because, because, because you didn't understand how to keep or guard your heart. Are you still here? And it's one thing for us to have to unpack our bags. It's a whole other thing for me to have to unpack you and you and you and you and you and you. Are y'all still here? Now watch this. Y'all still with me? I'm just digging and then we're going to get to it. Your mind is part of your soul. See, you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a physical body. Now, your soul, by definition, it's your mind, which is also, we've learned, your heart. Your thoughts, your will, your emotions. You understand? So really those two terms are, are very much interchangeable depending upon the specific word used. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Well, then how does something make its way to my heart? Watch this. Your senses are the gateway to your heart. Okay, Bishop, Bishop what do you mean? What you hear, what you see, what you taste, what you feel, what you smell determines, watch this, your feelings your will, your intellect, your motives, your well, your wisdom, the origin of your courage, or watch this, discourage. Now, 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 touch the neighbor and say, stay with him. 
Okay, all right, now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So now then, if my senses are the gateway to my heart, if I can't sense properly, then my feelings, my will, my intellect, my motives, my well, my wisdom, and the urge of my courage or my discourage will not be proper. Bishop, Bishop, what do you mean? We see this with the children of Israel in the book of Numbers. Moses sends out uh, 12 spies to go spy out the land. And, Mo and God had already told them the land was theirs. Got it? So the promise was a dumb deal. And then they say, go, go look at the land. Tell us how we're going to do it. It's not an issue of if. It's an issue of how. Just tell us what's there so we'll know how we need to take the land. The Bible says that 10 of those spies come back with what the Bible calls an evil report saying there's giants in the land and the land consumes its inhabitants. Uh, and only two, Joshua and Caleb, the Bible says, had a good report. They said, we can do it. We can take it. God already gave it to us. Why are we even having a discussion about something God has already said? Mm -hmm, there's the point for your neighbor. Why is it that you keep guessing what he's already said about you? But check out what happens. Uh, so the, these 10 have a negative report. And here's what they say about themselves. They said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we became in their sight. Which means then, watch this, their issue made their enemy greater than their enemy really was. You missed what I just said. Their enemy made them see their, uh, uh, their excuse me, their issues made them see themselves as grasshoppers. So now they're sitting back saying, God, why won't you give me the land? God, why won't you give me this job? God, why won't you give me the life? God is saying, I did give it to you, but your issue made you see it not the right way. And since you're it, keep your heart. Since you didn't keep your heart, now the issues have sprung out and the real you comes out. So you see yourself as a grasshopper. He says, well, the reason you can't, t I gave it to you. That's the equivalent of me giving you some keys to a brand new Bentley. Bishop, it's not all material. I understand that, but you're telling me you wouldn't drive it? I'm just asking a question. Okay, okay, okay. That, that's the equivalent of somebody giving you a check and saying, here's all your debt paid off right here. You don't owe anybody anything except the love of And then you get in the check and say, well, I don't know. Because it seemed like every time, what's the catch? The catch is you need to go to the bank. Cash the check. Mmm. Your issues made you not achieve and accomplish what you were supposed to accomplish. And your issue ended up robbing you of what you blamed God for not giving you. Are you still here? Now, 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 now check this. Uh, we can't sense right often because our hearts need a good cleansing. Remember, everything, the gateway to your heart is your senses, okay? So, so sometimes we don't sense right because our heart needs a good cleansing. So the first thing for my note takers is we got to ask God to create a clean heart in us. I'm just going to walk us through this and then I'm going to shift into third gear real quick. We're going from first to third real quick. The psalmist said, the psalmist said in Psalm 5110, listen to what he said, created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Look at the verse. He says, God, I didn't been through some stuff. 
And I don't see like I should see because I keep looking through the lenses of my betrayal. I don't see like I should see because I keep looking through the lenses of my disappointment. I don't see like I should see God. So he said, Lord, I I want you to create a clean lab, a clean mind, a clean feelings, clean intellect, clean well. Create a clean one in me because if you don't do it, God, I'm not going to be able to move forward in what you've ordained for me. Because the greatest enemy you will ever face is the enemy. And if you can't conquer the enemy, it doesn't matter what enemies out there. Look at what he says. He says, create in me a clean one. <laughs> Look at that. He didn't, say, he didn't say rehab the old one. That, that's what most Christians do, is you're trying to rehabilitate Adam. Adam's the old you. you he doesn't need rehab. The Bible says kill him. You're sitting here trying to rehab something you're supposed to kill. And you know you're trying to rehab because you say stuff like this. I'm working on it. Just kill it. You don't have to work on what's dead. Look what it says. Look what it says. Created me a clean heart, oh God. Clean one. Um, uh, in the South, we, we, call, uh, we, call, we call them wash rags. And... Uh, in the South, when, 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 when we're cleaning something, sometimes we understand, watch this, that the dishwasher's not sufficient. Bishop, what you trying to say? It's good for me to have principles, and it's good for me to have 12 steps of this, and eight steps of this, and four steps of this, but sometimes that system is insufficient to clean. Which means sometimes you got to get the wash rag out. Y'all, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. And you got to run you some water in the sink. And you got to put you some of that palm olive in the sink. And you got to just scrub that thing and rub that thing until it's clean. Bishop, what are you trying to say? You alone aren't going to be able to get your heart right. It's going to take Jesus taking a wash rag and say, let me wash away what they did to you. Let me take the away. It's not enough just to use spiritual principles. Sometimes it takes God himself. That's why he said, Lord, just create in me. Create fresh, brand new, a clean heart. That's why you can look at somebody and not know what they've been through. That's why you can talk to somebody and not necessarily know what they've been through. But so what do you mean by that? Because they're real nice and very kind and very loving and very merciful to you. But if you only knew the hell that they had to deal with and the hell that they had to go through. Bishop, how do they love people today? Because he took a wash rag. And he started creating a clean heart. And while they should be nasty as hell to everybody, they love everybody. Why? Because he took a wash rag and he cleaned them. That's the reason I can forgive you. Why? Because he took a wash rag. That's the reason I can let that pain go. Why? Because he took a wash rag. That's the reason why I can keep my head up because he took... People often ask me, Bishop, how are you so merciful and how are you so loving and and love, love, love? I said, let me tell you something. That ain't because that's what was given to me. That's not because that was the hand I was dealt. (laughs) If you knew my story, Bishop, how do you care about people? People have asked me, Bishop, how do you just care about everybody? (laughs) 
because he took a wash rag. Somebody said, Bishop, Bishop, how come you don't just come in one Sunday and just let everybody just have it? I said, ooh, don't think I didn't want to. I said, but he took. Bishop, how haven't you quit in a place they call the church planter's graveyard? Took a wash rag. Bishop, how, how do you have the ability to still mentor people after people have acted crazy with you? Because took a wash rag. Took a wash rag. Took a wash rag. And, and, and watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You know if you need a wash rag today but when you have to force yourself to be nice. If you have to force yourself to say something kind to somebody, I'm still digging. I'm going to shout you in a minute. I'm a, God, I'm going to shout you real good in a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Now, I want us to pray this right now because it's going to set the stage for where we're going. Now, lay your hands on your chest. Okay. You understand? We already got this figured out, right? Okay. Say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Wash my heart of all the pain, the disappointment, the betrayal, the lies. Wash it. Second thing. So the first thing, if we're going to fix your achy, breaky heart, is you got to do what? Ask God to now, now, check this out. Check this out. Bishop, how often do I pray that prayer? Every day. And he said, Bishop, don't I just need to pray it once and thank him for it afterwards? Yes. What you don't understand, though, is that Monday's going to have some new pain. So I'm praying that every day because the prayer I prayed today for that is going to be good for today. But tomorrow I'm going to get some new pain and I need him to do the thing all over again. This is how people get stuck in a rut in life is because they're using an old heart. We sitting here on, on, on what they got, Windows, what is it now? I don't know. Windows 8. And you still got 95. When people get stuck in life, that's, what, that's why, because they're using an old heart. And I'm going to show you something about that. Uh, uh, the second thing you got to do is we saw from the scriptures is guard your heart. Say, guard my heart. Now, Luke 6.44, I, I want them to put this up. Luke 6.44, it says this, For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good, which, by the way, let me just help you understand something about interactions with people here. When you determine the fruit, then you're able to discern the tree. What we often do is we look at the fruit, but because we want to see potential, we don't properly discern the tree. So they're producing apples, but because you believe in God, they can produce oranges, you ignore the fact that they're an apple tree. That's free for somebody. 45, a good man, watch this, out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man, the word evil in Hebrew means contrary to, out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So ch check this out. What's the treasure of your heart? The treasure of your heart is often confused with the baggage of your past pain. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, Bishop, how do you know that? Because we often view things through the lenses of bad experiences. Don't we? If you, anybody ever bought a, a lemon, like a, a bad car? Okay. All right. So now when you go to the car lot, before they even come up and say hello to you, you no, I ain't saying nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing this. No, just stay, no, I'm fine. We're just looking. The man's just trying to say hi. So you confuse pain with lesson. What was the lesson? The lesson is you should have got to use car inspection. I just took the man's word for it because he said it looks good to me. Okay, all right, this is too practical for you. I should have saved this to a Wednesday. Now, uh, the armed forces, any armed force folk in here? Military? Thank you. Thank you for your service. They have something they say uh, when, when, they're, when they're going through the process of, 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 uh, of, of uh, assimilating and what have you. They say that they pledge to guard from enemies both foreign and domestic. Check this out. Sometimes it's the domestic enemies that are the greatest threat. Bishop, what do you mean? The enemies that lay dormant in your heart. Do you hear what I'm saying? What if I told you I don't believe that you fear failure? What if I told you that there's something dormant in your heart that actually fears your success? Bishop, what do you mean? I don't fear success. Really? When you get close to a great breakthrough, tell me why you have that anxiety that you have. Why do you have that questioning of like it's too good to be true or, or this isn't happening for me? or why, why, why is it that you're so quick to believe wrong but when right? Sometimes, are y'all still here? Listen, listen to me, listen to me. Sometimes uh, things can happen to you, but you have to be careful about what you let get in you because eventually that will come out of you. Listen to what I said. Sometimes things can happen to you. You have to be careful about what you let get in you because eventually that will come out of you. Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, it's what comes out of a man. Well, what comes out of a man will he let get in him? Okay, let me prove it to you. If you when you go to the bistro, at church, at which, by the way, uh, when you came into the building, you smelled the food cooking, right? Now, some of y'all wasn't even hungry. Watch this. But your senses got to your heart, which changed your feeling, which made you hungry. You had some cereal this morning. You should be good. But now you smell some meatloaf and mashed potatoes and yeast rolls with butter on them and Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now, now check this out. Check this out. Uh, if you eat something, what's eventually going to happen? It's going to come out. In fact, if it doesn't come out, uh, th that can lead to a person's demise. Because their intestines will begin to die because there's too much dead stuff living in them. So now, stuff's going to happen to you. Right? People are going to scandalize your name. Which, by the way, let me encourage you, when that happens, that's good news. Mr. Why is that good news? Because if they're not talking about you, you must not be doing anything substantive or significant. 
Bishop, but it hurts. It's free press. The Greeks had a word called metron, which meant influence. Got it? So, so when a person's metron was increasing, their influence was increasing. Well, how does a person get to increase? It's real simple. The scripture says that he makes your enemies your what? Footstool. What is a footstool? It's a way to increase your influence. You're missing what I'm saying. So you ought to thank God for your enemies because it's your enemies that are increasing your influence. They're doing for you quickly what you couldn't do for yourself over time. But now stuff, stuff happens to you. But now well, we got to be careful about letting that stuff get in us. And that's real tough. I don't care. Listen, you can preach that all day long. You can listen to the CD all day. But that's tough because normally we take things personally. Don't, especially ladies, don't y'all? Did you like that food? It was okay. I go to work. I come home. I clean up. I do all of this. And I... Well, now you asked me. Come on, ladies, don't y'all, y'all know how y'all. How does this dress make me look? No, baby. I can't believe that. Don't we often take things personal? Somebody say, you know what, you could have did a better job on that. You take it personally. Everything, most everything we take personal. And because of that, we allow that stuff to get in us. And when that stuff gets in us, what we, what we find out is this, is, is, is that it eventually comes out of us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, 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 now listen to this, listen to this. Say, guard my heart. You got out of the bad relationship, but you're still resentful and you're still angry. You got out of debt, but you still spend your money on frivolous things. You got out of a bad habit or addiction, but you still try it just one more time as if this time is going to be different than the previous time, which proved to you what it was. You said, I forgive you, but you, you, you really just don't talk about it anymore, which deceives you into making you think that you have forgiven. Because since it's been out of sight for so long, it's been out of mind. But when somebody brings it into mind, you realize that you really haven't forgiven because the absence of conversation doesn't mean the presence of forgiveness. We're digging. We're going to shout in a minute. You decided to let go of past hurts from when you were growing up and when you had issues and when this happened and when that happened. Yet you keep turning something new into something old. All of that's coming from your heart. Out of it flow the issues of life. That's why children, uh, children, have you noticed that they'll just do anything? Yeah. Little babies? They'll do anything. They'll walk up to anybody. They'll talk to anybody. They'll do whatever. Why? Because they, their heart hasn't given them boundaries. Their heart hasn't given them limitations. Okay. That's why y'all remember I talked about that game. Remember that game, That's My Car? Remember how you'd be standing out? Now, listen, you were seven. That's my car, and that's my car, and that's my car. And now, now listen, you don't have a license. You can't drive. You don't even know why that car is nice other than the color of it. <laughs> and you'd fight somebody else who was trying to claim the car that you claim. That's my car. No, man, that's my car. No, I said it first. 
Bishop, what are you trying to say? Because your heart had not yet developed limitations. Now, that verse, that verse uh, in, in verse 45 of Luke 6, 45, I'm almost there. I just want to lay this foundation, then we're going to move. Y'all getting something? He says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. Okay? Evil just means contrary to. So when you got a lot of baggage in you, that's why, that's why people act so crazy. Okay? You ever met somebody and just be like, why are you acting like this? They got baggage. Their heart is full of stuff. Look at it. But check this last part of the verse. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Check this out. You speak about what you really believe. You talk about what you're really convinced about. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You, you, you talk about what you're really convinced about. And, and, and check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Let me, let me put it to you. If you really believe that things always have a catch, that's what you say. If you really believe that God it's sometimes for you, sometimes you ain't sure. That's what you talk about. I can discern everything I need to know about an individual based on how they talk. That's why some of you try to figure out, I just can't figure folk out. Let them talk. You can't figure them out because you're the one doing all the talking. Just sit there and say, let, let, just, 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 just go ahead. And you don't have to get a word in. They'll tell you everything you want to know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now check this out. Check this out. I wanna, I'm going to give you this principle. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart does his mouth speak. Okay? Check this out. Listen to me. Public declarations are often privately challenged. Bishop, what do you mean? I love you. Public declaration. But then a private challenge comes to where now that public declaration is put on trial. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God, I trust you. Public declaration. But then now a private situation transpires where that public declaration is now put on trial. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm going to do this in my life. 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 All of that is great public declaration. But then a private challenge comes to see whether or not you were resolute in what you said. That, that's why you got to learn lessons because the scripture says out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. Okay. Well, since all of your issues and all of your stuff's coming out of your heart, got it? Since all of it's coming out of your heart, then whatever you're saying is what you really believe. But notice that whenever you make something public, you better be prepared for a private challenge. So when you say, I'm getting out of debt this year, great public declaration, and you should declare it. Just know that there's going to be some nights where you're looking at more bills than money and you're trying to figure out how is this going to happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now watch this. Look at this. If you don't guard your heart properly, it can become a box that traps you from making progress in your life. When, when the scripture said, guard your heart, for out of it spring the issues of life, that word spring there is the Hebrew tutsa, uh, which means furthest borders. What, check this out. Which means you can only go as far as your mind will let you. We'll say that again. You can only go as far as your mind will let you. I'm going to say that again. You can only go as far as your mind will let you. I'm going to say it again. It's not what people are doing to you. It's what your mind is letting you do. 
Because you ever had something happen to you that gave you ammunition? You ever had something come against you and you're like, oh, you know what? Okay, that's how it is. Well, because you did that, now watch me do this, this, and this, and this, and that. Because you had ammunition. But now there's sometimes where things happen to you and now you lack ammunition because your mind has given you a tutsa. It's given you a boundary. It's given you your limitations. That's why some people say, did you, did you, did you, did you, did you do this? Did you do that? No, because I probably won't get it. Your mind gave you a boundary and you sat up there and let that issue box you in it's real quiet in here well did you go talk to somebody about so and so no i didn't do that i didn't do that because it probably ain't gonna work your mind gave you a boundary and that boundary now has robbed you of something and you got the audacity to say god didn't do it maybe it's not that god didn't do it maybe it's that your mind boxed you in You don't start that business? Nah, it, you know, it take money to make money. So no, nah, I ain't going to do that. Your mind gave you a boundary. And that boundary now has given you your limitation. And you sitting up mad at God. And God is saying, I'm just trying to figure out uh, who put that boundary on you. Like he said in Genesis, uh, he said to Adam, who told you you were naked? I didn't say that. So who you listening to? Who you listening to? Either God's going to talk loud or you're going to talk loud. But both of y'all can't talk loud at the same time. And can I make an announcement? When you decide that you want to talk more than God wants to talk, I found out something about him. He stops talking. Because he's not going to compete for attention. So if you want to argue with him and God, like, oh, okay, that's cool. But he just, uh, when you're done, let me know. And I'll resume the conversation once you're through. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Okay, now listen to this. Can I, can I give you a little bit more and then I'm going to shout us? Okay, watch this, watch this. There are things that be have become lodged in your heart to where you don't know why you do what you do. And many times it's because your heart is drawing on its treasure, which is really baggage. Now, now, now look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. What we have to do is get ourselves to a place to where we can come out of boundaries come out of our former way of thinking, come out of what we're familiar with, come out of the language you're familiar with. Please understand, because so many people were in bondage in life for so long, you came out of Egypt, but Egypt didn't really come out of you. So even though you're free, you still talk like a slave. And even though you have liberty, you still act like you don't. Are you still hearing what I'm saying? And even though you've got boundless opportunities, you talk like you've only got two or three. Why? Because you didn't guard your heart from enemies foreign and domestic. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, 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 and hear me, hear me, hear me. What God gets pleased about with you and I is, is, is not the stuff that we have. Listen to me. It's the fact that after all we've been through, we can be the opposite of that. You can be lied on but not have to be a liar. You can be deceived but not have to be a deceiver. You, you, you can be treated poorly but not have to treat people poorly. You can be discounted but not have to be one who discounts others. You, you don't have to be what it is that you've been through. Say achy, breaky, heart. Now last thing, and we sang about it already. The third thing as we deal with your heart is you got to smile. 
Somebody say smile. smile. Now, check this out. Can we be honest that when, when you got a lot of stuff going on in life, sometimes the most difficult thing to do? And I'm not talking about your church smile. You know, you got your church smile. At harvest, our mission is to lead people to totally. <laughs> and then when James Earl Jones' cousin gets done, you know how to smile. And I'm talking about the facial expression you have when you get back in the car. I'm talking about the facial expression you have, watch this, when you set the keys on the island when you get home. Somebody say smile. Now, now check this out. Check this out. I want you to see this verse. I want you to see this verse uh, in Proverbs 17, 22. Look at this. It says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Listen, uh, when you've got pain going on, and let me tell you, there's been some moments where I had some pain going on. Certainly I did the appropriate spiritual things. You pray and you do those things. But once you finish praying, you need to laugh. No, I'm really serious. I know you thought it was going to be deeper and all that. No, I'm really serious. It doesn't ever say you need to laugh. But Bishop, why? Because what I found out is that what you can't do in your trouble, you're not going to be able to do when you're out of your trouble. So if I can't smile in my situation, I'm not going to be able to smile when I get out of it. Why? Because my heart's going to tell me you better not smile because another situation is getting ready to come. So you know what I did? I found me some comedians. And I said, come, won't you entertain the king? I found me some court jesters and said, I need to laugh. Why? B because the book says, a merry heart, jolly it does good, like medicine, but, but a broken spirit, put the verse up, but a broken, a broken spirit, what does it do? It dries the bones. Okay, when you have brittle bones, it's very difficult to what? Move. As for some people, it takes them 15 years to do what should have taken them 10 minutes. And they're sitting there talking about, I've been waiting on God. It didn't take him 15 years. You were brittle. You were brittle because you were bitter. And you were bitter because you wouldn't laugh. And you wouldn't laugh because all your issues told you you couldn't laugh until you were out of your issues. So here's, the, here's my question. What is being mad and angry going to do to fix your issues anyhow? Is that going to change that they scandalize your name? Is that going to change that? Is that going to change what they've said? Is that, is that going to change what's... Is that going to change anything? No. So since... Being mad about it is not going to change it. I might as well laugh and have a good time. Why? Because the Bible tells me that's, watch this, that's my medicine. Come on now, I feel like preaching. Third gear, here we go. It says, a merry heart, a jolly heart, it does good. It's like medicine, which means, Bishop, how do I get my achy, breaky heart to heal? The scripture or uh, the prescriptions in the verse. The medicine you need is you need to rejoice. The medicine you need is you need to have joy. The medicine you need is you need to laugh. Bishop, why am I laughing? Because I know God has been too good to me. 
to leave me in this situation. I, I may have not been perfect, but I sure been faithful. And since I've been faithful, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, the Bishop, why are you laughing? Because he's bringing me out. Bishop, why are you laughing? Because when I come out, I'm going to be better than when I was. When I went into it, why am I laughing? Because it's my medicine. That's how my heart gets fixed. My heart gets fixed when I... Look at the verse. It says, put the verse up. It says, a merry heart does good. Thank you. Like medicine. Bishop, what's the prescription for a broken heart? Go laugh. Go smile. Listen, what's the prescription for a broken heart? Go see you one of them comedies. Listen, I don't have nobody to go with me. You don't understand. You can't, you apparently don't speak the king's English. A merry heart. It ain't saying nothing about who's sitting up in there with you. It said your heart. It does good. It's like medicine. It's medicine. Bitch, why are you smiling? Because that's my medicine. <laughs> I'm smiling because he's healing my heart. Bitch, but do you see what so-and-so did? It doesn't really matter anymore. You know why? Because I'm taking my medicine. That's why the doctor used to say, take two of these and call me in the morning. Bitch, what am I taking? Some laughter and some smiling. Bishop, I don't have nothing to laugh about. Find you something to laugh about and then laugh about it. Bishop, I don't have nothing to smile about. Smile about the fact that even though Satan threw his best punches, you're like a bobblehead doll. You just got right back up. Smile about the fact that you could have been dead, but you're still here. Smile about the fact that after everything you've done, he never turned his back on you. Smile! But look at this. Here it is. Here it is. Fifth gear. Here we go. We're on the highway. Psalm 126, verse 1. It's going to make me shout. If y'all don't get nothing out of it, I really don't care because I'm smiling. Look at this. Psalm 126. Now, now what did I tell you to fix your ache and break your heart? What you got to do? Smile. Laugh. Got it? Which means, which means if you sometimes just got to get in the car by yourself, and people wonder what they laughing at, <laughs> that ain't none of their business. If they don't pay the cost to be the boss, it ain't none of their business. Sometimes you got to just be sitting up and just start, just say, Lord, wow, man, look at that. Lord, I can't believe I was crying over that. Lord, I can't believe I was studying them. Lord, I can't believe how much. Look at this. Here it is. Psalm 126, I'm through. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. Here it is. They were in a bad situation. They were in a messed up situation. They had some stuff happen to them that hurt them. And that hurt, watch this, had the opportunity to get inside of them. Got it? Whenever you see a person repeating cycles, it's because it's a person that's never healed. Look what it says. Look at this verse. We were like those who what? Drink. Verse 2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Okay, apparently, Harvest, we, we still got this whole language barrier. Okay, so I'm speaking the king's English, okay? Here it is. Then our mouth was filled. <laughs> and our tongue with singing. You, you missed it. 
You missed it. Go back to verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, it, it, it said, God said, listen, that's temporary. <laughs> that trouble is temporary. That no just means not this way right now. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Where do dreams come from? Your, which is your heart. Which means evidently, while they were in their trouble, they figured out how to start dreaming again. God, I wish I had somebody. Trouble has a way to make you think that it's never going to get better. It's never going to change. You've reached the zenith of your existence. Oh, but I believe I got some witnesses here that say I can dream again. Why? Because this is not how I'm going out. This is not going to be my end. Watch this. We were like those who dream. I see myself better. I see myself in the future. And I look a whole lot better than I do right now. It hurts right now, but I got to press past this because I am like MC Hammer, baby. I'm too legit to quit. He said, we were like those who dream. Verse 2, and then our mouth was filled with laughter. I dare you to look at somebody and say, God's going to make you laugh. God's going to make you look back at all of that stuff and just start laughing. God's going to make you look at how you were worried about it and start laughing. Look at this. And our tongue was singing. <laughs> then they said among the nations, look at this. When they laugh, check this out, then they have to say. Maybe this side of the church speaks English. Then they said among the nations, no, you missed it. Then our mouths were filled with laughter. Then they said among the nations. Let me help you understand something. A stranger's going to be able to identify your breakthrough before you do. Once we started laughing, then the people said the Lord has done great things for them. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Put up verse 3. Then the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Next verse. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as in the streams of the south. Keep going. Those who sow in tears. I'm trying to help you fix your heart right now. You can have to cry yourself to sleep some nights, but the book says when you reap it, you're going to reap it in joy. Next verse, next verse. Uh, he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Now watch this. Watch this. He who continually goes forth weeping. What is that? Because I don't want you to shout so good and miss it. But then I am going to shout you because I'm going to tell you something. He who continually goes forth what? Weeping. Weeping is a what? It's an emotion. It's a feeling. Where did we learn that comes from? Where did we learn the definition? That's your heart. So he who has to go through some stuff with an achy, breaky heart, what they're really doing is bearing seed. God, I wish I had a church here. Somebody in Dallas is shouting. Somebody in Atlanta is shouting. Put it up. It says, he who's got some heart stuff going on. What you're really doing is bearing seed for sowing. 
and they shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. You missed the best part of the verse. Doubtless. It's not an issue of if. It's an issue of when. And your when gets expedited when you learn how to smile. Your win gets expedited when you learn how to laugh. Your win gets expedited when you learn how to praise God, even when the situation doesn't look praiseworthy. Your, ah, look at here, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. But look at this next part. Bringing his sheaves with him. You, you don't know what a sheave is. A sheave is necessary, watch this, to collect a harvest. Let me preach to you because the rest of these people ain't saying nothing. He says, look at this, put the verse up. He says, not only are you going to have some joy, because that's good, right? Don't you want to be, that's good. He says, but when you come back, all of that stuff that was in your heart, it's good now. And God says, now I want you to use that place and use that bag. And now I want you to start collecting what the harvest is. God says, I didn't let them do that to you and don't think I'm not going to pay you back. You better bring your sheaves with you. You're going to get houses that you didn't build, cars that you didn't qualify for, opportunities that you shouldn't have never had. Why? Because I got my sheave with me, baby. Why? Because I learned how to smile. I learned how to laugh. Touch your neighbor, say, I got my sheave with me, baby. I got, I'm ready to collect the harvest. I, I've been sowing. I've been faithful. I've not been perfect, but I've been faithful. Not done everything right, but I've been faithful. I didn't maybe love everybody just right, but I've been faithful. And because I've been faithful, not only am I entitled to joy, but I got my sheaves with me. Look, look at verse 2 real quick. Look at verse 2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I can always sense when God's getting ready to do something incredible with me because I normally come head on with a Judas. Put, the, put it up. Put the verse up. Just leave it there until I say, look at me. Thank you, AVL. You're doing a wonderful job. It says, uh, so I can always sense what God's getting ready to do. Because there's a, a verse in the scripture that says, uh, y'all sit down real quick because I just want you to see this. Touch your neighbor and say good things. Touch your neighbor and say great things. I can always tell when God is going to do something great. You, you want to know how? Because I, 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 an enemy shows up. And, and, and since I understand enemies are footstools, Bishop, what you trying to do? I'm just trying to encourage you with some encouragement from me. Because I'm smiling. <laughs> you need to come join the smile club. <laughs> Watch this. I can always discern when God's getting ready to do something incredible with me. Because an enemy appears. And often it's not that an enemy appears. It's just that an enemy gets tired of acting. And the enemy reveals himself. Shetabasho. I, I just, I'm just trying to help somebody. I, I just, I don't know who this is for. The, the scripture says, the, the, the scripture says, you're still here. The, the, the scripture says, the scripture says that he uses our enemies 
as our footstool. <laughs> now, 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 touch your neighbor and say, if you don't have any enemies, then you must not be going anywhere. Now, uh, look at this, look at this, look, look at this. Uh, jo John 6.15, I want you all to see this, John 6.15. I want you to see this real quick. And I need to tell you why I'm telling you this, because we're going to go back to this verse. So put up John 6.15. Look at this. Now, look at this. Therefore, when Jesus perceived, listen to me, listen to me. Now, if y'all don't shout off of this, I'm telling you what I'm getting ready to do. I'm going in that car, and I'm getting on a plane, and I'm going to fly somewhere where they're going to shout. <laughs> Therefore, when Jesus perceived, check this out. Now, Judas has been doing his thing the whole time. He'd been stealing from Jesus the whole time. He'd been taken from the money box the whole time. He was Jesus' treasure. And then all of a sudden, check this out. Now we're in John 6. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force. Don't read the rest, though. What were they coming to do, y'all? Judas was coming to betray him. Betrayal affects your heart. Because it makes you feel like, why'd they do this to me? Come on, come on. Anybody ever been? Look at this. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come. Now, this was the same Judas that when he needed prayer, Jesus was there. It was the same Judas that when he needed help, Jesus was there. It was the same Judas that when he needed to get out of something, Jesus was there. It was the same Judas that when he needed some money on his rent, Jesus helped him. It was the same one. It was the same one that when he needed a ride somewhere, Jesus got him there. It was the same. I think I'm talking to somebody. It was the same one. Oh, but when you see him coming. The Bible says that they perceived that they were about to come, check this, and take him by force. Read the next part. To make him king. Look at me. Listen, why are you telling us that? Now go back to Psalm 126 too. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, a, a woman I did not know. Now listen, some of y'all won't get this because, okay, but just the rest of us that will get us, okay? A woman came, and, uh, and this woman came up to me, and, and i never met this woman before. And, you know, there's lots of ways to, 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 to address a you know, man of God. She could say bishop, pastor, Dr. Foreman, reverend, cardinal, <laughs> archbishop, because I asked my level of whatever. Okay, right? You know what she says to me? Come here. She says, hello, king. And it threw me for a minute because I said, did she say Kenan? Because I don't know who that is. But listen to what the Lord told me. Put up 126.2. Thank you, Jesus. Look at this. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things. Then what did I tell you? Sometimes a stranger. After I shook that lady's hand, and she kept talking. It threw me. I said, Lord, what was all that about? He said, son, I wanted you to see that. And a stranger saw what was on you that you didn't see about yourself. And I wanted you to know that that last betrayal that you had to deal with, I just wanted you to know that they were coming to make you. Then they said, 
said, the Lord has done great and mighty. I'm here to tell you, you're going to meet somebody in the mall today that's going to see something greater on you than you see about yourself. When you walk out of this auditorium today, some stranger's going to... Everybody standing. Everybody standing. But then I looked at the verse, son. When I looked at the verse, it says, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then. Follow the sequence. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. What did I tell you to do to heal your achy, breaking heart? Smile. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.